You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello, Sid Talk. Welcome to House of Gucci. Mm, mm, hello, but mm, I must be in the wrong place. <laughs> We're as stylish as the Gucci people. We are, Come on. I won't speak for both of us. I will say that I am not. In fact, I'm sitting here. The before the after the show discussion was just this movie and like the truth versus the, the facts versus the fiction. So we'll skip on to my fashion sense, which is me wearing the same pants that I wear almost every day. And that's the truth. And I don't mean pants like underpants, like British people think. I mean, these sport pants, whatever they are, jogging pants. Track pants. Mm, we don't call them that, but I wear them almost every day. And then I have this shirt on that's mostly see-through because when I bought it, I didn't realize it's a t-shirt, but it's actually totally see-through with my crappy sports bra. I think my shirt is wrong side out and backwards. And I've got a big blanket over my shoulders because I'm cold. My hair is a leftover from having showered yesterday, but taking a bath, wet hair, ponytail, reponytailed it. Nothing else has been done to it. So, Sitsa, what are you wearing? <laughs> what I'm saying is, I barely even know what Gucci is. Who are you wearing? Uh, well, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My blanket is covered with Bob's Burgers. I'm wearing, um, I'm crossing the streams, Nike uh, top, Adidas pants, and socks with movie tickets on them. Yes, I hear movie socks. <laughs> We're about as fashionable. Well, maybe this is the fashion. Maybe we're hey, who the decides fashion. what fashion is? Like, fuck everybody. Who decides that shit? It doesn't even make sense. That's a whole other topic. So it's Saturday, February the 19th. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. And this is episode 724. We're looking at a movie this week, House of Gucci. It's a 2021 movie. It releases on Blu-ray on the 22nd of February. So you can pick it up this upcoming week. Rated R. From our friends at Universal, who sent us a copy to watch, Sid Talk, give us a synopsis of House of Gucci. It's based on the truth, loosely, about how uh, Mr. Gucci was murdered. Maurizio. Maurizio Gucci was murdered in 1995-96, and uh, this is the story of kind of a loosely based biopic of heading up to that moment. And I'll give you the one off the box. It'll be so much better than mine. When Patrizia Reggiani, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel their legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately murder. Was that a little streams. heart to heart there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> it was murder. murder. It's from a show called Heart to Heart from like 500 years ago. We all know it. Well, you and I know it. British, American, doesn't matter. We know heart to heart. People of our age range. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh, movie. What did you think, Sid Talk? I really enjoyed it. I the was end. kind of just, I knew nothing about the whole story of them. Again, not fashion people. I wasn't even sure about who he was inside of that world. I have no idea why Gucci is so popular. It eludes me to this day, even after that movie. I don't understand. Well, you're not the person to ask. I'm not. I'm not the person. I'm not the demographic. If I had $1,000 to spend, it would not be on a bag. <laughs> I'm much more sophisticated. I would buy garden seeds and dirt. 
So there's where All my right, so not fashionable like. is the key. I am not. But I really had a good time. I feel like it was from the minute it gets going, I am compelled. I know the end of him. I know that part that he would be murdered. Spoiler, but it opens the, Guess the what? movie with that. Sits up. What? I did not know. Well, you and saw the beginning. The beginning only kind of implies something's going to happen. It's true. So true. I wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen. Right. I just had a ominous feeling about it. Yeah. And then when she meets up with the guys, yeah, yeah. I just dived in. The time period didn't, unfortunately, didn't scream out constantly that it was a period piece, which I actually kind of enjoy. I mean, each city scene or if they're out and about, you're reminded that it was the 80s and 90s-ish, but it didn't really scream that at me the whole time. I was just really interested in the people and I felt like the performances, except for one, and I'm not going to be snotty when we get to it, but. I just was interested. I was along for the ride, and I did not know it was as long as it was. It felt um, not that long. Exactly. It's quite long, and I felt like it was. It actually felt short because I was riveted all the way through. Didn't feel short. Now, an issue I had with it, it felt, on one hand, I was really enjoying it, moment to moment, and meeting the different characters, finding out what's going on. But then, on the other hand, it felt really trashy a lot. Yeah, sometimes it did. Like, I... it felt a bit cheap. And it also felt a bit, the dialogue's a bit crass. Maybe it's from the book. This is based on a book, by the mm. way, not based on the true story. Based on the book wrote about the true story. So it's a couple of things removed, right? So some of the dialogue was not good. And when you say you like the performances from everybody, mm -hmm. I did. But then there's also, I think you can look at every single person and say there was some bad lines of dialogue that came out of them. I don't know. I felt like when I felt a bit cringy, as cringy, the kids yeah. like to say, then I would think about it for a few seconds. I'm like, well, that felt more real than yeah. fabricated dialogue. And so maybe that's why it feels awkward because it didn't feel theatrical or whatever. It just felt like something uncomfortable somebody would say in a weird way. So I, I didn't have a problem with the dialogue. I just add this trashy element to it. Goodness. And I did have this thing in the back of my mind all the time. Yeah, this is, um, it says it on the cover, inspired by the true story. But all the time I was like, is that true, that part? Because that just seems outlandish. Yeah. But maybe that's, there's some outlandish things where you're like, do people really behave like that? You know, rich people are often in movies portrayed as very rich, but also a bit stupid. And there are some stupid characters in this movie. There are. Those characters, I was like, surely those real people weren't like that. The actual people who ran Gucci. And because we aren't, weren't there, we don't know, but we would like to think not. Yeah, you'd like to think not that this is just like for your entertainment. Like we've made <laughs> yeah. them a bit more kind of saucy and silly. They're caricatures, aren't they? Quite All of them, really. They are, but then I think about historical stories I've heard. And I've been to that, okay, a little off topic here, but I've been to that castle that's the Disney castles based on, right? Yeah, Over I don't know its name, but in Germany. Schwanchen, some kind of swan thing, right? So I've been there. And then as you go through the tour, they tell you, you know, the person in charge at the time became very extravagant. And people were worried because he was spending lavish amounts of money. He had been given the power, the throne, whatever. I don't know. I forget the rest of the story. But that he had them spend seven years spending money to carve the wood pieces that are in this one bedroom, like just spending 
lavish amounts of money and not really tending to the needs of the people, as it were, you know, whatever he was supposed to be doing. Right. So then I was sort of reminded of that and that in these situations, there have to be, and there, we have heard stories of, you know, Howard Hughes' mental health issues and sort of went off the rails, started spending his money in weird ways, locked himself in a room. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's out of the purview that some people inside of a very successful corporation, company, they're not going to be all sensible accountants, are they? No. They're just people. So I bought into the idea that there could be somebody just completely off the rails. So I, w- I was into that a little bit. Basically, it's like people kind of crossing each other and money gets in the way and the brand, everything it stands for is starts to change in the 80s there, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's less traditional and it's going a bit more. So people get out bent out of shape. That's basically what the movie's about. I said to you earlier, it doesn't actually follow the fashion part of it very much at all, right? It's You see one or two fashion shows, right? Maybe two? I didn't think there'd be any fashion, so I was surprised at how much they... See, I thought there'd be quite a bit of, like, explaining about how Gucci made all the money. Mm. We're actually dropped into it. They're already made all the money, right? They've made a load of money already. Exactly. And they're rich. And Patricia, she's the character who comes in from the outside. She's not a rich person. Marries Maurizio. (laughs) And then, you know, like the sparks fly then. They make a lot of references to the flaws as just being because they're Gucci's, like that their family's just effed up to begin with. And so all the weird things that they do, you just have to chalk it up to them being Gucci's. Right. They're flamboyant and weird anyway. So I think they they mention that a lot, if you notice. Interesting about Gucci stuff itself. It's not my taste at all, you know? When you see the traditional Gucci things, the bag, the loafers, mm-hmm. with the the colored, the red and green stripe on them, I'd find it kind of gaudy that it always has the gold on it. You blasphemer. I don't like how it looks at all. I I've never have. I would never invest or buy it, would you? Uh, Definitely not. N- no, not even like a knockoff. Now, that's, I'm not saying that you shouldn't like it. Let's not have everybody get out of, been out of shape. I'm just saying like... I only wear nice shoes because you buy them for me every five years. Well, they're not Gucci. They're not Gucci, but they're expensive. <laughs> they're Nike shoes, right? Yeah, but how much is a Gucci loafer? Like I $1, don't $1. know. What I'm saying is I would probably spend $5 on shoes. So I have no comment on the actual fashion side yeah. of things. <laughs> well, I'm out of that conversation. I guess my point was, like you said earlier, I have no idea how those items became so sought after i know it's a you know gucci branded it sold it as this luxurious thing that you should aspire to luxurious people bought it and then it trickles down to the plebs which is me and you you know <laughs> eventually and, and we're, we're the ones that go to dollar general and go well this says it's gucci and it's five dollars i always like that <laughs> dolce and gabbana have got the same <laughs> Because my friend yeah. <laughs> had on some glasses in the car once and it had a big DG on the side. And my one friend said to her, oh, my God, are those Dolce & Gabbana? And she said, no, it's their dollar in general. Because, like, <laughs> they actually had a big DG on the side, but she did get them at Dollar General. So we're that, that's us. That's us. And the address in this movie, even the counterfeit goods side of, you know, Gucci got copied like everybody else did. 
But then, and apparently it was true. I just went and read all what was true, what was not true about this movie. But when they went to the head guy of Gucci and said, what do you think of all this? We're being ripped off here. What did he say? He didn't seem to care. He said it was profitable. If they can sell it, we could maybe Right, but I think what you find out, and probably if you dug through the tax papers, because he did get done for tax evasion, was that maybe he was profiting off of a little bit of selling his goods on the side, maybe, possibly. I don't know. I'm not accusing. I'm just saying. There's definitely a tax evasion plot within this movie also. There's not a lot of action, let's say. No. It's not an action movie. It's a lot of people sat talking to each other. But I'm fine with that. I thought it was, I was enthralled the entire time. Yeah, I really liked it. I said to you, there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, come on, get to the point. Or like, what What are we talking about here? I was just like, No, oh. actually, I wasn't either. I really enjoyed the, even the questionable performances. I was always like, what are these people going to do next? It's like, <laughs> it seems very good for them at the beginning. They're all on the up and up. They're making a load of money. But then when the cracks start to show, I'm like, whoa, how twisted is this story Mm. it's pretty twisted when you get to the end of it right we're talking about a real life thing which we can say spoilers what's the real life thing what's the real life thing yeah that he was murdered but not just murdered his wife oh yeah she went to prison for actually having mostly confessed to hiring people to murder him for the own reason what was the reason she wanted him murdered because he wouldn't take her back yeah That was pretty much it. Like, she couldn't deal with, he's got a new woman and he's not with me anymore. Yeah. Which is crazy. I don't know if it's crazy. People have done other things. I'm not saying it's mentally stable or anything, but I don't know, you know. What's great about this, though, is I love Lady Gaga's character until she murders somebody. (laughs) Like, I didn't know she was a murder. I'm really naive when it comes down to this, but I didn't know this story at all. So for me, she was, what I thought she was, was she gets in and she's got her own kind of motivation. She definitely wants to be successful. You can tell that from the beginning. Yeah. So I thought she was just going to maybe fleece this guy Mm. and eventually divorce him and run off with the money. I actually didn't know it went as dark as this, so... I don't know if I should say that. I was going to say, weirdly, it's a pleasant surprise that there's a murder at the end. But no, it's not. Because in real life, there was a murder, which is horrible. Yes, it's very horrible. But I was not in that loop. And I had pain and gain moments. Do you remember that? Maybe? Yes, I said to you, it has a weird sense of humor sometimes. Like, like some of the scenes. Okay, we've all watched extras, you know, in movies, like on the DVDs. Yes. And where all of a sudden they're doing a scene, everybody cracks up or somebody makes a weird joke and they cut. And that's not the scene. But in this movie, it's like they kept a couple of those. Yes. Like where she rubs the mud on Helmut Samahayek's face. Yeah, it's very weird. I was thinking like that just, is that supposed to be like that? Because it just seemed so out of character and out of everything. It just felt like something she would have done when they knew they were done shooting in the mud for the day. Yeah, like they kept the camera rolling and then forgot to chop it off the end. But then it wasn't. There's several moments like that. There's like, let's talk, Jared Leto's character. He's like super overacting, being like kind of weird. But like for an extended period, I understand where where he's coming from in this scene. But now we're just like watching him do it Yes. You could have trimmed him down a lot, but they didn't. And I said it was like, 
Kevin Smith has a movie called Johnny Tusk. Depp. Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp is the guy <laughs> doing this French investigator guy, and it's just uncomfortable to watch. It's like improvisational weirdness. Well, this movie had that. There's a scene where Jeremy Irons and Al Pacino sit down to talk at his house at the beginning. They're outside in the garden, and the conversation just like goes on and then on and then on, and I'm like. Where's this conversation going? Like, uh, yeah, I felt that way too. Like, like at the beginning one. of the conversation, we got all the meat and potatoes, what we needed to know. But now they're just having a chat. It's like we're just in their house all of a sudden. I feel like it was because Ridley Scott is enamored with some of his yeah. contemporaries. And doesn't want to trim them down. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we do not know this for a fact. But that is what makes felt. this movie feel when I said, like, it feels a bit trashy at the beginning. Sometimes. There are times where you're like, Hold on, Mr. Ridley Scott, can you please get a handle on what's going on here? Because it seems to be going off the rails, and I was actually, I was on board a few minutes ago. (laughs) But then it kind of reins itself in again, and then it's very serious for 20 minutes. Yeah, I think that's why that part kind of threw me off occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do like a weird little goofy thing, and then there's a whole stretch of like serious, serious. And then there's just a scene with Jared Leto being weird. And there's like like, really hardcore emotional scenes. Like when he does show up at the school and she's then she's confronted with basically this lawyer guy coming to tell her that she's getting a divorce, not the husband guy, but a different guy. And I was like, and she was really intensely emotional. And then you might cut to a scene where it's just not that. So (laughs) (laughs) I liked it a lot. It's it's a weird one. The people on IMDb, it was like a 6.7 out of 10. So even, see, I would give it higher than that. But then I own, I can also see its flaws. I'm only thinking a 7, spoiler. But yeah, I'm thinking 7. It's better than average. It's entertaining. It's high quality. It's beautifully done. It looks great. It definitely Costumes looks Costumes are great. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And yet, it just misses it a little bit for me here and there. I do like everything's lit very well. It's all very snazzy and glossy because it's... Do you think Al Pacino and Ridley Scott care what I think? No. (laughs) Elderly filmmaker, Ridley Scott. (laughs) You love it when you hear that. I do. That's hilarious. So moving on to the cast, Lady Gaga plays Patrizia. What did you think of Lady Gaga? She was really good. Like really, really good. I've only seen her in two things. I believe that's true, right? I think so. I feel like she's got a real screen presence about her. I feel something from her. She owns everything she's saying, it feels like to me. Every time she's on that screen, it was a pretty woman nod whenever she was at the table and cracked the nut and a bit of it flew over to Al Pacino. It's like she sat down and picked up a walnut and she's meeting this very rich guy kind of like for the first time or not the first time, but she's still like the girl from her neighborhood and when you're watching her, she just feels like she's totally in it. And I, I love that. She's one of my favorite things about the movie from start to finish. And I didn't even realize she was the villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Adam Driver as Maurizio Gucci. Um, I really like Adam Driver a lot. I you felt do. like he did what he does best here, which is being kind of a little bit dorky and a little bit stiff. True. She cracks through his armor a little bit and makes him kind of. Well, for a while, until it gets nasty. But right at the beginning, the love story part, where he's a stiff kind of dude who's got the Gucci name 
and people know who he is. And she kind of cracks through him a bit, doesn't she? Absolutely. Until it all goes horribly wrong. Did you like Adam? Yes. I feel like I didn't know how the real guy was at all. And right. unfortunately, I kept questioning that. I don't know why. Yeah. Because he was so reserved and so, like, not much happening. Very often, he literally had his hand over his face and yeah. just looking down whenever she's talking and looking to him for a reaction. Now, that tells you something about that character, right? It's kind He's, of what I liked about the He character. doesn't say a lot, but then I felt like it's this... But I like him. I like watching him. Yeah. Al Pacino plays Aldo Gucci. What did you think of Al Pacino? I mean... I really felt like there were a couple scenes I liked him at the table with his brother. I really liked him when he's having to sign over the company and the scene in, when he shows up at his son's house and it's like a shithole, kind of a mess, and they have to just, yeah. be, you know, I After feel like been those. In prison. Yeah, though, and, you know, he gave up this super creepy vibe, but there was never any creepiness happening. At first, I thought he was creepy, but then I was like, no, he's just very friendly and wants to help the people he loves like kind a lot. of but yeah. also he feels very because he says in one scene that basically he knows that gucci is crap like he doesn't care about the quality no he doesn't care about how it looks he doesn't seem to care that it's anything other than we've told people it's something you want and if they're willing to pay for it so be it and look what i've built basically on that idea I've told you how great it is, even if it isn't, Which and is you're willing the... to spend lots of money on it. So it's that's where he's coming from. He's sort of like a con man, really. Yeah. Conning shooter. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Irons as Rodolfo Gucci, and he's in the last years of his life, mostly in this mm -hmm. movie. So he doesn't look, you know, they did him up, so he looks like he's... Uh... He didn't look great. No, he didn't look great. But what did you think of Jeremy? He was good. I mean, he just seemed like sort of... The cutout of the older father who's living in the past, super rich and afraid, really, that his son's going to have the fortune taken away. Yeah. But he kind of, he lives in his own, like, I like the scene where the son says to him, these are your ghosts, because he sits and watches old movies of himself and his wife yes. from like the 30s and 40s, I'm assuming, late 30s, probably. And he just, it's that stereotypical washed up older actor person living in their mansion sitting in the dark with an old um eight millimeter <laughs> projector going like tick, 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 you know what it reminded me of that hef's movie night ew you have <laughs> you know just when i could imagine like in his twilight years where he just sat on his own actually watching his movies just with his little projector i mean he's gone now yeah i get what that's what saying. it reminded me of <laughs> oh goodness salma hayek has Pina Oriyama. Now, that's a weird character because it is what it is. In the movie, I thought, now this character can't be a real thing. Okay, but she was. She was a real thing. Okay. And she met her exactly the way it shows you in the movie. Okay. So explain that because it is funny. Well, at some point, Patrizia is uh, watching television late at night and there is a lady doing fortunes. As we all know, the 1-800-read-my-fortune lady. And she calls the number. And starts talking to this lady to get advice from her. And then later in the movie, it's basically like she's put her on the life payroll. That yes, she's just definitely. hired her full time to be her... Spiritual guy? Yes, we're going to call it that. Yes. Basically like a live-in shrink, but she's got 
seemingly supernatural powers to her. She's not a shrink. I mean, she was using her as a shrink because basically she just unraveled herself to her. Yes. That was basically all she needed. Finally, we've got Jared Leto as Paolo Paolo Gucci. Am I right? Paolo. Paolo Gucci. That's correct. What did you think of Jared? Jared, if you're listening to this, I apologize. There are some moments of really good, just calm, being in the person, being in the character moments. Yes. That I totally bought into. Him and his father, particularly, like in the down times, right? But then the rest of it was just a theatrical... Cartoon. Cartoon performance of let Jared Leto do a thing. And then, yes. even though I didn't know who he was, when you said, you know how that is, I'm like, I don't even know who that is. But all the whole scene, the first scene where he's just really over the top, it takes you completely out of the moment and you're just focused on the, the director letting him do a thing that doesn't fit. In the, to me, it didn't fit. And so, unfortunately, I, that distracted me every time he came on the screen. I enjoyed his makeup and costuming, but his mm. over-the-top antics were too much for me. It was a bit much, sadly. Now, this is directed by elderly filmmaker Ridley Scott. <laughs> you love saying that. I was watching like a um, film, an actual broadcast TV film. They're looking at films. And the guy who's like one of those ser- you know, serious guys says, Elderly filmmaker Ridley Scott this week announced, and I was like, what? Don't say elderly filmmaker, Ridley. I mean, he might be old, but come on. That does seem rude. It does seem very rude. So I was watching that. I was like, wow. But now I always refer to him as elderly filmmaker. So you know what Ridley Scott's made? He's a legend. I do, but you know know what I think. It doesn't make everything good. And I think it's unfortunate that you think that means everything's good. It doesn't. I don't think everything's good. That Ridley I mean, does. this is good. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean because it has a particular director or writer or performer or anything, costume designer, it doesn't mean it's going to be good. But I do have a fondness for Mr. Ridley. You do. And I did enjoy this movie. I think it was well made. And he's made some of the classics. Come on. He made Blade Runner and Alien. That's all he needs to have made for me. In the whole of his life. He made Gladiator. I mean, come on. I get it. I so, IMDb reviews, what are those? Uh, those are reviews on a wet little website called IMDb, which is the Internet Movie Database, which is hilarious that that's the name of it still. And it's one-star reviews that you like to read and make fun of. So, this movie's probably going to have people who love it, people who hate it, I imagine. Oh, somebody's going to say it's a waste of their time. Here we go. Number one says, not worth your time. The trailer looked good, but the movie is the worst one I have ever seen. Incredibly weak, boring, and uninteresting. Very bad performances and no action. It's very artificial. What's that? What's that voice? <laughs> What's that voice? I don't know. Is that you being over the top? I'm channeling something. <laughs> Second one says, this is for fashion fans only. Honestly, if you love fashion, then this will interest you. I watched it with my wife and wished I had taken a book instead. Nothing particularly wrong with it other than being utterly dull. And then again, I guess it wasn't made for me. Don't think it's for fashion people either. I don't think it's for fashion people because... I mean, we're not them, but... I feel I don't like fashion people would be like, where's the fashion? Because it's not in there. Yeah, much. there's one little fashion show. Unless you really... Oh, two, sorry. I mean, you get to see a lot of vintage Gucci clothes. Lady Gaga wears it all the time. Mm-hmm. So you might be into that, but that's it. 
And finally, very long and boring. Mm. I watched this based on the high ratings and good reviews, but it's really boring and very long. The story doesn't need all this time to tell it. I almost fell asleep three times while watching it. Another great accent. Or whatever that is. Just some smarmy fuck. Maybe you should do voiceovers. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Who wants that voice? (laughs) That's what I want to know. I'll do everything but in that voice. (laughs) So if you're interested in that, (laughs) I'll sell that to you. So extras, we didn't watch any because we watched the streaming version. But in conclusion, I am giving House of Gucci a 7 out of 10. I'll go. I'll second that motion. Motion. <laughs> a second that emotion. No, don't get us copyrighted. Ooh. Oh, right. A <laughs> <laughs> second that. Seven seems reasonable. It's better. It's good. It's just not like, wow, I'm lavishing in it fully and completely. All right. So House of Gucci. Thank you to them, to Gucci, for having that house and letting us watch their story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So next week, we're going to be reviewing the new movie, Kingsman. It's the third movie in the Kingsman series. We've seen both. And it's a prequel to those two. So they're not calling it anything other than just Kingsman. It's just called Kingsman. Isn't that what the first one was called? The Kingsman. Okay. Yeah. And the first one was called? Kingsman, the gold, the something. They They all have a subtitle, like the Golden Circle, the second one was. Okay. First one was the something, something. I like those movies. I really like those movies. So finally, movie recommendations. I am going with Mr. Ridley Scott and Lady Gaga. So I'm going to give you A Star Is Born, which I really loved. I'm not really super into like musical type movies, but I thought the performances in that were very, very good. And I enjoyed the songs. You did. And my other one is Ridley Scott's movie Alien. You probably never heard of it. (laughs) Never heard of that. Nope. Yours are? Mine are, as I'm going back to the 1990s and I'm catching up because I'm doing five every single week, so get ready. These are not based on quality, just the fact that I've seen them and they happened and that's it. Thelma and Louise, right on. Backdraft, depressing. Drop Dead Fred, hilarious at the time. I don't know if it has withstood its, you know, the decades. Soap Dish, funny at the time. Don't know how it stands up. And City Slickers, also funny at the time. Don't know how it would stand up to today. There you go. Who directed Thelma and Louise? Ridley Scott. Correct. So you brought it all did around. He? Yeah, you did. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. You brought I it brought all it back. around. Brought it back. I'm a uh, champ. A Scully stuff. I've been playing a brand new game on the PlayStation 5. Horizon Forbidden West. Sid Talkers probably watched the first, what, three hours, would you say? I'd say it was that long, yeah. Yeah. And this is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a game from five years ago on the PS4. And it's the, well, it's a complicated story. But let's say it's an open world game where you're in a future world that is our world, 1,000 years into the future. Is that right? Don't ask me. You're the man. you play this lady called Aloy, and she... Our world, Earth, has been run over by, I would call them, robotic dinosaurs. <laughs> would you, okay. you know? Yeah, that's fair. And it's a dangerous world, and she's seeking answers in this sequel. I don't want to spoil the first one, but she's seeking answers. And it's an open world. You're going around. There's puzzles to solve. There's quests to complete. There's a big story to be unraveled. 
it's probably one of the most beautiful games that I've seen to look at up to this date. Don't you agree? It is very lovely to look at. I will agree with that. Yeah, the graphics are, I mean, it's a PlayStation 5 game, so the graphics are, there's something else really. I mean, every blade of grass is rendered. It's kind of... I don't love her hair. I think it's really weird, but I get why you're so excited about it. She has, um, like... Long, dangly hair, and it just doesn't act right. It acts like a computer hair. Sometimes it acts very right, and then sometimes it's weird, like Medusa got hold of it. It never actually acts right. I watched it a lot while you were playing, and I was like... "Mm." When you're actually playing, you don't think of it. Correct. In cutscenes, you kind of sometimes go, oh, look, her hair's wigging out. But it's cool. I mean, it looks gorgeous. There are scenes that are just like, wow, this is a game. Games have come a very long way. If you've not played a video game for like 20 years, let's say, get this game and uh, start playing and you'll be like, whoa, what happened? (laughs) 20 years ago, it was Resident Evil. Oh, we did Resident Evil last week. Correct. (laughs) And then we saw some clips of the original game and this is not that. (laughs) This is just unbelievable looking. So that's Horizon Forbidden West. I can't really talk much about it because I'm only, I'm just in the prequel part, really. I'm right at the very beginning, so... I'm enjoying it, though. What's for dinner, Sid Talk? Impossible Whoppers. That's impossible. It's not impossible. I just don't want to cook, and it's simple. And if I really, really don't have the motivation, I'll go to Taco Bell, because, you know, it's closer. (laughs) And what is your advice? Let's have it. My advice is... It's not advice. It's a question that I think... Okay, so I have this idea that when I retire, I'll be good enough at doing some photography. I already know I can do artwork. That's not being egotistical. I just know it. So if people need some artwork or a banner or a picture or a drawing or a logo, I could do that. No problem, right? Oh, then there's this photography thing. And I'm good at taking pictures. I understand the concepts, fundamentals of photography and lighting. Fundamentals. I'm not getting ahead of myself here. And the question is, can I even do it? Can I say, make an appointment with me to do your senior picture, to do your portrait of your family, to do a picture of your baby? I mean, I can do that part. But then when it comes down to it, yeah, I can make the appointment part. But can I take up the pictures in a the quality or the expectation that meets with someone paying a price, right? I don't ever do any of this shit for money ever my whole life, including art. I give it away. It always is the way I've done it. So the idea of Saying to somebody, you give me $100, I'll take some pictures of you, and then I'll put them on a thumb drive because I won't do the printing part. I think that's old-fashioned. But the image will be nice and it'll look professional. Can I do that? You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> are you, yes, are you know what I mean? Or yes, no, you yes, think you can I do it. See, you think that. Everyone else I would ask would say, of course, you, of course, you did a wedding. You did, you've taken really good pictures and... But then my mind says, can I, can I do that? So I, I'm just reaching out and saying, if you think, and I'm going to do it. So maybe I forgot to skip to the end part there. I will be doing it. But my brain, the thing that holds you back from going ahead and doing it is often that question. Can I do it? And then you either you say, nope, can't do it. Can't live up to the expectation. Can't do it with quality. I'll never know enough. I can't be good enough. I won't make the time. I won't know how to organize it. So then you just don't do it, right? Or can I even do that? And then you just sort of let it, you find a bunch of excuses, like things that didn't work out and timings are bad and blah, 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 and blah, blah. And then it just fades away. Like you didn't really fail. 
and you didn't give up. It just didn't happen, right? So I don't want either of those. I just want to be like, okay, I'm just going to do it, even if I'm not 100% convinced that I can. So the lesson is just do it. There you go. Uh, Nike wants some money from it for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Screw Nike. They can't have their money. So ascully.com, that's our website. You can catch this podcast on Spotify, anchor.fm slash after the show, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can also email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She doesn't want anything from you. I mean, that's true, but you can email me if you want. Just don't expect much in return. And I was going to say stay classy Gucci, but they're already classy, right? They're a classy thing. So Are stay they? classy. Lady Gaga. Let's see her again in something else. I don't think they're that classy. And I'm going to say think for yourselves. If you don't do it, someone will do it for you. <laughs>